What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, today we are talking about the big news. The backyard brawl, of course, is being extended. We'll talk about the significance of this and why I just love it. But more backyard brawl news. Of course, JT Daniels is transferring to West Virginia, so it's Keaton Slovis versus JT Daniels. We'll talk a little bit about that as well to be a little bit backyard brawl theme today we will also though touch on a little bit of basketball recruiting yes it looks like Pitt could potentially land 2022 recruits here in the diaz graham twins we will talk about them if they could have an impact and why it might be important to land them it's all coming up today on the locked on pit podcast our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody, as always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all those great things. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review, leave feedback, and not make this show as good as possible without hearing from all you lovely people out there. Today's episode, though, is brought to you by... Bet online. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, folks, the big news today was surrounding the backyard brawl. Pitt and West Virginia have agreed to extend that agreement. It has now become an agreement where they have this four-game series, 2022 to 2025, and then they re-up it in 2029 through 2032. So really dope stuff here from Pitt and the West Virginia Mountaineers. And and I love this because I think one of the biggest things is while you have those rivalries in pro sports, you know, you have rivalries like the Yankees and the Red Sox, which are so historically rich in football. You have great rivalries like the Seahawks and the 49ers, the, the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, you have a great, a really rich history there too, but it's not quite as as oomphy as you know your alma mater. Your The college sports, the rivalry and the atmosphere of a rivalry is something that makes college sports so good. And it's why I love college sports in a lot of different ways because it gives you that different feel than say a pro robbery, right? And pro robberies are fun, but college robberies are different. And so when Pitt stopped playing the backyard brawl, it really sucked. And now obviously things happen. It makes sense. You know, they drift apart, whatever it, it it's fine. It's not going to hurt anyone, but here's the thing. It is better to be playing these games because it is such a difference maker to me. I think it's just such a difference maker in terms of local interest. It's such a difference maker in terms of the richness of your program and where it is. I mean, you have a game now that you circle every year as your rivalry game. You know, this is why uh, Florida, Florida State is a great rivalry. Clemson, South Carolina, even though South Carolina has not been able to compete with Clemson, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, you know, stuff like this Georgia, Georgia Tech, I, I know some of those are, are losing their luster a little bit, but there are rivalries 
that are even in conference. You know, obviously the pit doesn't have West Virginia in their conference, but have that rich history. Michigan, Ohio State, uh, games like that that are such dynamite games where you really love what it is. And so laying the they this is essentially the groundwork, folks, to making this a yearly thing. And you know, it's it's the kickoff game in each season. So this is gonna be a game that is likely going to kick off most of these seasons. And so that'll be interesting to me. And I look at what you see in terms of that type of groundwork being laid. Now, eight of the next 11 seasons, you have a game being played. You play them in mostly every other sport. There is a real willingness to get this thing going, and there's a real willingness to get this thing done in terms of let's make this a series. And I, I that's going to be my prediction is I think that this is going to lead to a yearly meeting between Pitt and West Virginia, as it should. And I, again, I, I look back to those Big East days, all the just pro- great rivalries, the games. It didn't matter how bad one team was. You know, every game was a, was a dogfight. It was a tough fight. And you had to grind out every inch yard. Every play mattered. It mattered just a little bit more in the backyard brawl than it did in just about any other game. And that was what made the backyard brawl such a special type of game. And so I love this move by Pitt, and I love this move by West Virginia because this is a good old type of rivalry. No, they don't like each other. It's a good thing, though. It's that type of good hatred. You know, it's that type of hatred where everyone hates each other but respects each other, and they look forward to playing each other. There is a type of excitement going through both fan bases right now about this, and and I think it's really, really great uh, to see this renewed, to see it go up more. The four-game series is not just going to be a four-game one-off. It's going to be officially extended, and I think this is going to turn into a yearly thing. And we've seen this already. You know, baseball was – you know, the baseball teams, West Virginia and Pitt, are locked in essentially forever to be having their yearly meetings. And so you hope that you can work that out in basketball. You hope you can work that out in football. Because, you you know, this is one of those special rivalries that anyone around the United States is going to turn into. Because it's just one of those different games. It's one of those games where anything could happen. It's that Big East old rivalry. It's that hatred for each other. It's that I can do anything. It doesn't matter. We wipe it off. Virginia, Virginia Tech is another one of those rivalries that this one can go to. It doesn't matter how good the other team is. They can beat you because it is a rivalry game. And there's something to rivalry games that add just a little bit more. The bragging rights, the hate, the the program tradition, the willingness to want to back it up. And you look at and you just look at the tradition and, and the atmosphere in college towns. You know, Pittsburgh is going to be absolutely electric when it comes to this. And then so is Morgantown the year after. It's going to be fun. These games are going to be fun. And you're going to, and some teams are going to get bragging rights and you're going to get the trash talk and you're going to get all of that. That's what makes rivalry so great. And that's what makes college sports partially so great. And so this is going to be fantastic. Pitt versus West Virginia continuing to go on again. Could not be happier. This game needs to be played every year. And this game is going to be extremely fun. All these games, these eight games, are going to be great. It's one of the best rivalries in all of college football. And it is exactly what needed to be done. These teams are going to be playing each other more and more. It's that tradition. 
And again, you can argue that Pitt should be playing Penn State every year. You know, that one goes back. But I think, you know, West Virginia, especially these schools only be in about maybe an hour 30 from each other. I mean, it's very close. That makes it a little bit more rich. That makes it just a little bit more mm, in there. There's more oomph to it. And that is exactly what you want to see. They should play in every major sport every year, as far as I'm concerned. I love this rivalry. Good old-fashioned memories from this one in whatever game they played. The 13-9 game will obviously stick out for Pitt fans. West Virginia fans certainly have gotten their own enjoyment out of this rivalry and knocking off some good Pitt teams. Pitt has done the same to West Virginia. doesn't matter how good you are. Pitt has spoiled a national championship opportunity for West Virginia. West Virginia has spoiled big-time bowl opportunities for Pitt. Everything has coalesced together. All these primetime games, all the big-time games, you know, that rivalry week type of game. This is it for Pitt in West Virginia, and this is exactly what they need. Just such a fun matchup, such a great matchup overall. This is going to be really fun to watch over these next eight games, over these next 11 seasons. I can't help but be extremely excited to see these unfold. Now, folks, I do want to keep it on the back of your brawl. JT Daniels is transferring to West Virginia. So how about Keaton Slovis versus JT Daniels in former USC quarterback battle? We will talk about that. But first, let me let you know about Athletic Greens. Because, listen, Athletic Greens are a supplement that actually tastes great. And they can help your immune system more than you would ever know. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamin, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. And folks, you can incorporate it however you may like you can use it for digestion energy simplicity it all is great to help you out you can use it for keto vegan dairy-free gluten it's great to get some of those vitamins in there it's anything you can use it with anything while still having it taste good it supports better sleep quality and recovery so it can support your mental clarity alertness and overall get yourself a better life and the importance of multivitamins cannot be understated because AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. We're continuing to talk here through some great backyard brawl news today. Was an exciting day in the pit fandom as a result of this. Cannot overlook how important the backyard brawl is, in my opinion, to everything that happens around the pit program and how much it adds to it. Just adds a certain richness that you can't help but love. But more importantly, folks, let's take a look overall here about what this year's backyard brawl is going to bring because we also had specific news in that arena, specifically JT Daniels, former five-star quarterback that played at USC and Georgia 
is singing country roads. He's heading to Morgantown with former offensive coordinator at USC, Graham Harrell. And it's now becoming a battle of USC versus UFC. USC versus USC, rather. And so this is going to be a really fun matchup. Uh, he's Keaton Slovis versus JT Daniels. Now both schools, the quarterback advantage, which was probably towards Pitt, JT Daniels is legit. Now, here's the thing about JT Daniels. He is a guy that every time he's played, he's proven to be good. The issue is he just can't stay healthy. And, and that has been the issue for JT Daniels the entire step of the way. It's like, okay, you're able to give me accurate balls. You're able to throw the ball down the field well. You're able to make usually the right reads, even if you're a little gun shy. What in the world is the issue here? It's mostly that he got injured. There are two things. One, he gets injured a lot. Two, he really crumbles under pressure. Really crumbles under pressure. But the good marriage here is that you look around, and that West Virginia offensive line, largely untouched by transfers and a pretty solid transfer uh, and solid, pretty solid offensive line overall. And that's really the one thing I, I come away from that with is it's a really nice fit for JT Daniels. You know, going back to a system he has already played in, understanding what to do in that scheme already. Seriously, this is extremely smart. And, and more importantly, I think for JT Daniels, he just needed a place where he could have a stability. And this could be a, a really nice place of stability for him in the regards that he's going to want to go to the NFL next year. Can this give him that opportunity to kind of go to the line with his skill set? I think it could. Now, he's not going to be crazy mobile. And again, he does feel like a bit of a check down Charlie, which is kind of weird because, again, he can throw the ball down the field. Well, he has a nice deep ball. Uh, but he feels like he sometimes passes up some deep opportunities. And against Pitt's defense, I mean, Pitt will take that all the day. And so this is going to be one where Pitt might have to score a few points because JT Daniels, if he hits it deep and he really uncorks that deep ball, man, you know how it is against quarters, coverage like that. When you were playing cover zero, the cornerbacks for Pitt are going to be tested very early. And with the good offensive line, you would think potentially, you would think potentially, and I say this potentially because we have seen Pitt's defensive line just annihilate good offensive lines before Wake Forest last year was a pretty good offensive line and Pitt took them to the woodshed so we have seen this before Pitt has plenty of talent on their defensive line to make havoc happen make turnovers happen this is a very extremely extremely good defensive line that Pitt has and that makes it all the more intriguing and then you have the USC angle because let's remember here who took JT Daniels's job in at USC is Keaton Slovis. And so you have this really fun battle of Slovis versus JT Daniels, which makes it such a dynamic battle now. It's a really fun one. And so I look at it overall, and, and it's one of those grab your popcorn and sit back and have a ton of fun and watch it. This should be a packed stadium. This should be a really intriguing one on the opening night that a lot of fans are tuning into nationally. This should be a very good platform for Pitt to look at. And this is not going to be a necessarily cakewalk of a game. Now, you looked at all the turnover in Morgantown. There was a ton of turnover through the transfer portal. They are not a stable program. And Neil Brown is trying to cling on to that job security. And JT Daniels is going to help him potentially do that. But this is going to be 
a really fun matchup because this is going to be a Mountaineers team where you have to have a good year if you're Neil Brown. And so JT Daniels versus Keen Slovis is just a really fun matchup. It's a really, really fun matchup. And I think you're going to see a lot of offense in this one. I think you're going to see some really big plays. I think this is going to have all the makings of just a real fun duke it out fight. That really is something that it just kind of comes to me as this is good old backyard brawl stuff. The backyard brawl returning, okay, you got me going already. The fact that you now have this intriguing battle of the dude who stole your job and Keaton Slovis is now going to be facing JT Daniels, it's going to be fun. This is going to be a really fun matchup to watch because these two guys both have really dynamic skill sets. Both can really mess it up at times. There can be a lot of issues with both these guys if things go wrong. And it's going to be a lot of fun as a result because this is a really, really fun matchup. Now, I think Pitt has the overall better all-around team, and that's the thing here. But when you have a quarterback, and JT Daniels is, has been thought of as potentially a, an NFL quarterback, this one's going to be a ton of fun. You tell me what you're looking more forward to. The backyard brawl returning or the two quarterbacks facing off? Probably is the backyard brawl. But I think that's just another wrinkle that makes this such a fun game to look forward to on that Thursday night under the lights. This one is going to be dynamic. And this one's going to be a ton of fun. Both of these teams are, are going to be hyped about it. And again, I think this is one we'll talk about it, of course, closer to the game. I think this is one even when looking with JT Downs, Pitt should win this one. They just have the better overall roster, as I said. But the more important thing to really coalesce this into is the storylines, the backyard brawl being back, everything about the rivalry. It's going to even the playing field a little bit just because these guys are going to be amped up, ready to play. Pitt should win this game. But JT Daniels now with them makes them a little bit more dangerous, a little bit more precarious. Question is going to be what weapons is he going to have to throw to? And moreover, how good is Pitt's D-line going to be against that, that West Virginia offensive line? That will be the big, the big matchup to watch because otherwise – if he's able to stand back there, I think you're going to see JT Daniels do some quality stuff. Same with Keaton Slovis. If he's able to stand back there, I think you're going to be able to see him do some really good stuff. But I'm looking forward to that. All right, folks, now let's switch over to Pitt basketball. How about Jorge and Guillermo Diaz-Graham, both of them taking official visits to Pitt next week? We will talk about that, Pitt's chances of lending them, and what they could add to the 2022-23 roster. But first, let me let you know about Bet Online because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We are continuing to talk here a little bit about the Pitt basketball program as they look like they could potentially be on the verge of landing 
two players here, twins at that in Guillermo Diaz-Graham and Jorge Diaz-Graham. And these guys heavily scouted by on three, specifically the uh, and those guys are really high on these guys. And so this one's interesting because you have two guys that maybe aren't as polished as you would think. But they can be deceiving because here's the thing. When you look at Diaz, the Diaz-Graham twins, you first of all have Jorge Diaz-Graham. Who's a little bit more of a center? He's six foot eleven. He's a really big dude, but Guillermo's the higher rated player. But Jorge is kind of interesting because the guy could legitimately be a big center, but he's also super long and athletic, and so he's a type of center that has a lot of growing to do, but has a lot of potential. The shot blocking potential certainly is there with him, but you also look at things like. For example, perimeter shooting, it's a lot better than you would think. And he finishes around the rim well. So there are a lot of good traits to look for in Jorge Diaz-Graham. And then you have Guillermo Diaz-Graham, who by on three is rated the 68th player in the 2022 class. And the guy has turned to what is pretty much a sharpshooter. And that's going to be really fun. Because here's the thing. When you look... At Guillermo, he's seven foot. And so he is maybe a true center with, say, forward skills. And he plays in that high post well, but he can knock down that catch and shoot three. He's a stretch five, stretch four. A guy that can really pass it. So you look at him, and that is something to look. And they both have real bounce. And so both Jorge and Guillermo can shoot that rock. And so, you know, Jorge might be one of those super 6'11 kind of wing types. Well, Guillermo might be more of a four or five, but these guys can stretch it out. And I think that's something to be interesting. You know, Jorge shot almost 40% from downtown. And that's really interesting to me because he shoots the three at such a high level. And this is something you really need. And then he attacks the rim and then he fills out his frame a little bit. And so he's really solid. And these guys are more of the modern type that you look for, that modern type of big, that stretch type of big that you look for. Big guys that can shoot the three, just rare. You just don't see it very often. And so these two guys are, are guys that really look like something that Pitt could use, not just this year, but in the future. Now, I think more so you're talking about Guillermo being more of a ready-made guy. I think you, you still look at Jorge, who has maybe the more natural shot, but still has to work through things a little bit. In terms of adding some body mass, uh, still learning the defense. The defensive area is going to be his big growing thing. Uh, and when you look at more so Guillermo, he's very polished in that area. Uh, a guy with averaging near over two blocks per game. Uh, a guy that has it all and feels out zones really well. You feel more confident about him because he plays at a more natural level, both at the rim and in the paint there when he's working in the defensive zone. Now, the bigger question coming out of this would be, okay, so you have them now on campus. They're coming on the 21st through the 23rd. Cool. But are you going to be able to land them? Well, here's the thing. 
the competition isn't super stiff. You know, Guillermo's going to Utah State, San Francisco. That one could be a little bit troubling. Jorge Weber State and George Washington, and then they're both going to visit UMass after that. Now, these guys aren't necessarily a package deal, but here's the thing. There's a short period of time to where their parents come and visit the United States and go with them. So this is going to be something that's very, very meticulous. This is going to be something that they're going to go through, and you would expect them to make a decision in that early part of May. And listen, neither of those... That's not steep competition. Some A-10 schools in there. You know, San Francisco just lost Todd Golden. So how much oomph do they have still? I mean, this isn't a crazy list to go up against. This is one that Pitt should theoretically win. So you would think they'd be in good position to get these guys. You know, and, and it would feel right. And, and again, you know, they could use, they need that developmental type of guy on top of guys that can come in and play right away. And to me, Guillermo Diaz feels like a guy that's going to come in and play right away. I think he's a guy that's ready to come in, take some minutes off the bench, be that stretch guy that can shoot the three a little bit, come in the front court, give you a little bit more shooting option. Jorge feels like that developmental guy, though, that can turn into a real sharpshooter with time, just needs to become better on the offensive end uh, in terms of attacking the rim, needs to become a little bit better in terms of the defensive field, especially on the perimeter. And, you know, the guys are have natural height and very rare skill sets for their height. When you have a 7-footer and a 6'11 guy who essentially play like wings and have some guard-like skills, that is something that you just do not find very often. And that's kind of rare. And that's why you need to look out for these guys because – Pitt is still recruiting 2022, right? Trying to recruit these guys, recruiting a dude Thero. So I don't know how many guys they are going to end up getting in the 2022 class, but you feel like they're going to get at least one or two guys at this point and add the rest through the portal. This is a make or break year for Jeff Capel, so it makes sense to get more and more guys through the portal to do that. And they still have plenty of holes they need to fill. Of course, the entire front court needs to be filled. Still only one guy in that front court, which is John Hughley. They need bodies there as well. But I think when you continue to look at this overall, I think that this could be a quality addition. These two twins from Spain, I think it would be a really quality add for pit overall now we'll see if they can close that has always been the issue here over the past few years can they close they have them on campus that is a big step forward however all right folks as always thanks for listening to the locked on pit podcast tomorrow we'll have johnny mcgonigal on here talking a little bit about defensive line and more that's all coming up tomorrow on the locked on pit podcast as always folks thanks for listening and as always hail to pit